Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome to the seventh and final episode of the Your Parents Money Mindset series. Last episode, we covered the new restrictions inherited IRAs face when it comes to the distribution timeline, the potentially huge negative tax impact, and what you can possibly do to minimize it. Today's episode is titled Retiree Healthcare for Parents, A Lot Isn't Covered, where we're going to review some of the main items you really should be aware of when it comes to your parents and the possible medical expenses they are exposed to. You will learn today what you need to know about these main retiree medical items and what you can do and help your parents to be aware of to try and best account for them. If there is a primary episode to listen to in this series, this is the one. Now, as you probably know, having a baby is expensive. (laughs) The expenses start right away, way before you even welcome them into the world. When I had my first child, Avery, I was like, you know, I have health insurance, so I'm probably covered, right? Well, as you may have found out, like I did, that is not always the case. Some recommended tests, now mind you, these were doctor-recommended tests to make sure our unborn child was healthy, for us weren't covered, so we had to pay out of pocket for those. Others we had to submit back to insurance for consideration. The hospital charges tens of thousands, of which a few thousand winds up coming back to you. Who would have thought that there were so many tolls on the road along the way to having a child? So what you need to know is your parents and their medical expenses can be much like this as they age. I'm guessing you've heard of the terms Medicare and Medicaid before, so that's kind of where I wanted to start. Now, Medicare is the federally run universal retiree health care available at age 65. So it becomes your primary insurance. Medicaid, on the other hand, is a program run at the state level and provides certain medical coverages for those that meet extremely stringent lower income levels. So unless you really make almost nothing, this tends not to be applicable for base medical coverage in speaking about Medicaid. Instead, let's transition back to the more widely applicable Medicare. Now, we could spend easily an hour covering everything here, so I'm going to really just focus on the parts that are likely most pertinent for you to know about, the parts where the holes generally occur. These two areas can be broken down into what Medicare doesn't cover all of and what it doesn't cover any of. (laughs) Medicare has different parts. The main two parts being Part A for hospital insurance and Part B for medical insurance. This base coverage, though, doesn't cover all of the costs. Roughly 80% is covered after the initial deductible, leaving around 20% left, which can certainly add up very quickly for larger medical items. The two ways to fill this hole are Medigap, often referred to as a Medicare supplement plan, or a Medicare Advantage plan. Again, I could spend easily hours diving into this, but the main takeaway is that they should really make sure they have something. In very general terms, Medigap plans are a standardized add-on to your original Medicare to help cover that remainder, or gap, hence Medigap. The biggest benefit here is you generally have more flexibility in what doctors you use and where you receive care, And even though the plans are provided through insurance carriers, 
what they must include is standardized. So every plan G is the same as every other plan G. Most of our clients tend to have these Medigap plans because of these reasons. So that's them filling in that last 20% that Medicare is not covering. Medicare Advantage actually replaces your original Medicare. And it can sometimes be more cost effective, but it does generally come with more restrictions on where you can receive care and the plans are not standardized. So you really need to make sure you carefully review what you're actually signing up for. It does generally include prescription coverage though, which is a benefit. Whereas in a Medigap plan, you would need to also purchase Part D for prescriptions. Although that Part D tends not to be overly expensive. Now, some of the main items not covered at all though through Medicare are long-term care and most dental and vision care. The first one though, long-term care, is the biggie. For those that are not familiar, long-term care can be amazingly expensive and amazing in a bad way. In New Jersey, you can easily hit six figures a year for the highest levels of care. I've seen places in Arizona be less than 40,000 for similar care, so it really is dependent on where you live, but as you can see, none of it is cheap. Most people kind of just assume that Medicare is, you know, going to cover it. I've heard of Medicare. I know that everybody has it. It kind of covers my health-related stuff, so long-term care is probably lumped in there, right? But it does not cover you in the way that you think. Medicare is going to cover them as they get sick. But let me say again, long-term care services are not covered. So what can you do? The first thing is to make sure that your pre-retiring parents know what they're going to use to bridge the gap. If your parents happen to have medical retirement benefits through their work, which is something you really don't see too much going forward anymore, this will act as their supplemental. So they're generally already covered. Getting help from a qualified individual for those that do not have the retirement medical benefits through work can be very important in helping to make sure the right decision is made. If you do get help from a qualified individual, just make sure to ask them, do they only do Medicare? Do they do a lot of other things as well? Just as, so you're aware kind of where they are coming from. Is Medicare really the only thing that they do? Or is it just one of many things that they may want to now discuss with you? The biggest part of all of this though, may be what they do right after retirement. They have 63 days once they lose their existing health coverage through work to obtain a supplement policy and receive guaranteed issue or acceptance. So 63 days, no matter what the pre-existing conditions, they have to be accepted. That's why this initial window after they retire is so important. It's huge. Do not miss it. <laughs> if you miss it, then you will have to qualify for the coverage. So this is a huge point for those parents that may not be in the best of health. Lastly, what you can do when it comes to long-term care is have a plan. At least then you'll know where you stand. Medicaid in relation to long-term care only kicks in when you have spent down virtually all of your assets. So that is not something to really rely on, especially if you're in a marriage situation where the healthy spouse still needs resources of their own to survive. Home equity can be an emergency kind of a backup plan. You know, otherwise, there are certain products available through life insurance, annuities, and standalone insurance products that can help bear at least some of that expense. Here, though, is really where you're going to probably need an advisor or at least some financial planning 
as it usually needs to be involving excess resources, not those resources that they're really depending on to provide retirement income already. If they have certain annuities or IRAs that are providing them with the income that they need in retirement, you can't use those as a long-term care plan necessarily because they're kind of already spoken for, especially again in that married situation. The key though is to have some kind of a plan. God forbid long-term care does arise, what will you do? So the recap for today is to realize your parents may not be fully aware of what coverage they have medically in retirement and could possibly be assuming, you know, they're more fully covered than they actually are. So it's really important to talk to them about what they may have, citing that there are certain things that are only, you know, partially covered by Medicare and others just flat out not covered at all. Remember that guaranteed issue or acceptance period right after losing their existing medical coverage for obtaining that supplemental is really, really important. And even if a rough plan of what would happen in a long-term care situation is really highly recommended, whether it's we're going to go to our home equity, we have this account over here that we're not touching intentionally, or you know maybe you're lucky enough to have actually had the insurance or gotten the insurance you know, back in the day. So see what, what kind of situation that they're in. As always, thanks for tuning in today. If you are able to implement what we cover, then that is always just fantastic. You have less to worry about than before, can focus more on enjoying life. If you are wanting help with these things, though, or have any questions that you need help in clarifying, as always, check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. There are literally millions of young families out there I'm trying to reach and help just like you. Overall in the series, I really, really hope that you were able to pull some great pieces of information out of it and help bridge that financial mindset gap that almost certainly exists between you and your parents to some degree. I can't recommend enough to not just take the easy route and avoid all these financial conversations. Because really the truth is every one of us will pass away at some point. So it's either having some of these conversations now when there is still time for adjustment, improvement, understanding, or, you know, you could do the alternative and just wait until the end and hope it all just works out. We've seen just too many households where these easily avoidable problems are run into and experienced just completely unnecessarily. The next episode will be the recap of the Your Parents Money Mindset series helping you to take that breather, mentally organize some of these main concepts that most speak to you or you think are the most relevant for your parents, and take even one step forward. These things are not only going to make your life more enjoyable by avoiding the complications potentially as they age, but really also make their lives easier by avoiding the stresses that result from these same complications. So until next week, thanks for joining me today. And I very much look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.